Welcome back to episode seven of Resident Riches, Navigating Finances and Flourishing in Medicine. My name is Norm Wright, Certified Financial Planner and your host. We hope you've been finding these sessions insightful, especially for our ongoing mini-series on disability insurance. Today, we'll delve deeper, emphasizing the significance of owning your policy and the nuances of own occupation definitions. So without further ado, let's jump in. Disability insurance, it's something we touched upon last time, underscoring its importance for professionals in the medical arena. However, not all disability insurance policies are made equal. There's a reason why owning your policy and understanding its terms is pivotal. Let's begin with owning your policy. Why does this matter? Owning your own disability insurance policy ensures you have control over its features and benefits. Employer-provided policies may seem like a good deal, but they often come with limitations. They might be tied to your job, so if you move institutions or switch roles, you might lose that coverage. Moreover, the benefits from these policies may be taxable if your employer pays the premiums. Now let's talk about own occupation, a term that's critical for anyone in the specialized world of medicine. Simply put, own occupation ensures that if you are unable to perform the specific duties of your medical specialty due to disability, you can claim benefits even if you're still able to work in another field or capacity. Imagine this scenario. As an orthopedic surgeon, if an injury prevents you from performing surgeries, but you can still teach or consult, under an own occupation policy, you'd receive your benefits because you can't perform the specific duties of your trained specialty. It protects the time, money, and effort you've invested into becoming a specialist in your field. Some policies might offer a variation of this where they consider you disabled only if you can't work in any job suitable for your training, education, and experience. While this might seem comprehensive, it doesn't offer the same level of specialty and protection as own occupation. Therefore, as a resident or a young doctor, ensuring your policy has a true own occupation definition is invaluable. Disability insurance is a safety net, and like any safety mechanism, its strength and reliability depend on its quality. Don't settle for generic policies or be lulled into thinking an employer's group policy is enough. Your specialized training deserves specialized protection. We'll continue unraveling the intricacies of disability insurance in upcoming episodes. For now, I urge you to review your current policies, if any, and to prioritize this safeguard for your financial future. If you don't have a policy, now is a great time to start looking into your options for protection. Transitioning from the financial realm realm to the well-being sphere, let's talk about a pillar of our daily lives, sleep. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But in a profession as demanding as medicine, Getting quality sleep can often be elusive. Sleep isn't just a rest phase for your body. It's an active, essential period when critical processes occur from repairing tissues to consolidating memories. Especially for residents and medical professionals, 
where your knowledge and skills are constantly being tested and expanded, sleep plays a pivotal role in cognitive function and memory retention. Research consistently shows that inadequate sleep affects judgment, mood, and the ability to learn and retain information. In a field where precision, recall, and discernment are crucial, these aren't just personal issues. They can impact patient care. Moreover, chronic sleep deprivation has been linked to a host of health problems, from obesity and diabetes to immune system dysfunction and even an increased risk for certain cancers. It's a paradox, isn't it? As healthcare providers, we aim to ensure the well-being of our patients, but sometimes we neglect our own. Now, I understand with erratic shifts and the demands of residency, getting a consistent seven to nine hours might be challenging, but here are a few tips. Number one, prioritize sleep. Understand its value and make it a non-negotiable part of your day. Number two, consistent schedule. Try to sleep and wake up at the same time, even on off days. Your body loves routines. Number three, ideal environment. Make your sleeping space conducive. This means a comfortable mattress, dark curtains, and maybe even white noise machines or earplugs. Number four, limit stimulants. Reduce caffeine intake in the latter half of the day and consider switching off electronic devices an hour before bed. Remember, sleep isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. Prioritizing sleep means prioritizing your health, your effectiveness as a physician, and your overall quality of life. If there's one takeaway today, it's this. Respect your rest as much as your grind. There are two sides of the same coin, and both are essential for true success and well-being. Thank you for joining us today on Resident Riches. If you found value in this discussion, please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. And for additional insights, remember to sign up for our newsletter at www.residentriches.com. Until next time, here's to your financial health and well-being. Take care. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC, advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, Cambridge and SKC Financial Group, and Resident Riches are not affiliated.